For the newly indoctrinated, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files follows the story of a professional wizard in Chicago. We've started our podcast as a way to help break down the series' most important moments, characters, and lore. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 8.4, Interview with a Vampire. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Hi. Chapter 8. Dresden and Susan are approached by two vampires. The vampire court issues a formal invitation to attend a reception being held for Bianca St. Clair. Susan expresses interest in attending the ball. Fuck you, Susan. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know how many episodes ago it was. If it was last episode or, I don't know, four episodes. I don't know. I don't know where we are anymore. But I was going through uh, one of Jim Butcher's old interviews uh, in the last week or so, and he said that he's only known Michael about a year at the time of Grave Peril. Mm. And I feel like he's just wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I just think Jim Butcher didn't know yet how long he knew Michael. Definitely wrong because yeah, that's one hell of a bromance for a year. Totally, and like, like, because he said in the same interview, he's like, like, because people were like, like, how does he know about Elaine? He's like, well, they work together. Like, they've met about, they've known each other for about a year at the events of Grave Peril, and like, blah blah blah. And I was like, well, how did they meet? And he's like, oh, like, I'm not gonna tell you exactly. Like, I, I, I might write it out one day. Mm-hmm. But essentially, they met each other on a job, which is you know easy enough yeah. to assume, anyways, right? But yeah, he says they've only known each other for about a year at Grave Peril, which means they met around full moon. And I'm just like, no, you're wrong, Jim Butcher. <laughs> like, and even if you look at the other context of like from Charity's conversation at the yeah, she says like, it's been five years since they talked. Exactly. So I was gonna say I know there's somewhere in there where it pinpoints that it's been longer right? than that. So I'm like totally like, probably why maybe he's like, never actually done the writing on right? it. <laughs> maybe like he meant like a year before Stormfret. That put it a little bit closer. Yeah. But even still, mm. I'm just like, Jim Butcher, you're wrong. Yeah, or again, yeah, <laughs> yeah, might have been sort of what he was thinking at the time. Yeah. I forgot that he'd throw... Because I was going to oh, say, yeah. like, they may have been working together a lot more, maybe a lot more closely over that last year. Oh, it just oh, occurred to me. Oh, oh, timeline oh, jumping. Oh, <laughs> time travel theory. <laughs> still being proven. <laughs> <laughs> Not that Jess is passionate about this at all. I like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was literally... <laughs> that's hilarious. It just occurred to me. <laughs> and I was like, as we're saying it, I'm like, or. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they, because I was going to say, even in, like the Elaine stuff, I'm like, Michael is pretty, I mean, obviously, like the beginning of this book, he's like, so when are you going to marry Susan? And Harry's like, what the? And he's like, no, we're, just, we're talking about this. So I'm like, it's possible he could have done something similar with Elaine. Plus, they said they soul gaze, so he could have even picked up something about it. And then we don't know exactly how all that translates, mm-hmm. but. But I was going to say, yeah, no, definitely. I was going to say charity. Because he's like, what has it been? A couple of years? And she's like, five. And God willing, it'll be five more. So, right. yeah. I'm like, no way. There's, they Totally. And I, like, I get, like, friendships between, like, guys and guys and girls and girls can, like, progress at different, like, slownesses or speeds Stage. or things like that. So it's possible even if he met Michael after Murphy, he might still tell more guy stuff to Michael. Mm-hmm. But still, Michael knows so much more than Murphy. Which, again, to be fair, Michael also has his own entrance into the supernatural, where it is a little bit easier just to explain it to him without the yeah wise all the time, you know? Yeah, Michael already sort of it's knows what like, the scope is on that so, somewhat. Which but. could also make the uh, communication slightly easier in terms of that, but... 
I still feel I'm like Michael knows way too yeah. much for a guy like Harry who's so closed off and shady. Like, yeah. Well, I was gonna say too, Michael is so much more. I mean, just because of the person who he is, right? I think he gives that element of trustworthiness like mm-hmm. right off the bat because they did the soul gaze. Harry would absolutely know Michael's trustworthiness mm-hmm. level. Um, and yeah, I was gonna say could again. I mean, that was part of Michael's reason for insisting on that so he could know if he could trust Harry and stuff like that, too, right? So I was like, we do, as one of your biggest complaints of Full Moon, is the tension and broken trust between Harry and Murphy, right? So I think circumstances allowed for that bond to be much quicker and much more unquestionable and implacable with Michael and Harry, whereas he's not, right? He said before, he's like, I don't really want to do this soul gaze with Merv. I don't want to, like, we're trying, you know, he's like, we're just getting to know each other is so right. She's had more to work through that way, as well as Michael's obviously been doing this for, like, 20 years, and Karen's been doing this for, like, a couple of years, so yeah. Yeah, To be fair, just who Karen and um, Michael are, you could never have the same tensions with Harry anyways. Yeah. Michael's a little bit too mature and above it anyways for that sort of a issue well, to it, arise. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, just his very personality is just to have faith and trust in people as well, you know? It's kind of the uh, the, the character opposite in some ways because yeah. of the, the hot-headedness of, of um, Murphy. Yeah. Well, and, and that typical cop thing, right? Like, you go into it, you know you want to help everybody and change the world, but time and time again, we've heard that trope of, you know, as soon as you become a cop... You see the Denton. You see the worst of everything all the time, and it's so like real life, right? So many cops burn out because of this, right? Whereas Michael, he sees that, but he's literally there to bring the good. He's literally avenging, you know, all that is good and and moral and upright and just in this. You know what I mean? So it's like when you're literally fighting on the faith of good and... <laughs> I was going to say, there's a little bit of a difference with, like, even if you got, like, the, like Murphy, for example, is a religious cop, you know, she is... She is somewhat... More or less Catholic, you know? Yeah, raised Catholic, right? not so much practicing, but yeah. But believes, at least. Yeah. Uh, but even then, it's, like, a little bit different when you're like, yeah, like, I fight for good and I believe in God and, like, I think, like, at the end of the day, like, good has to prevail, but be beaten down so much that, like, is there a God? Whereas Michael's in it, like, there absolutely well, is. Well, I was gonna so say, okay. <laughs> Michael gets his walking orders yeah. from, like, an archangel, right? Michael, like, he got yeah. there because of his faith, but basically his faith has been proven now. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, right. that's I think, is, like, the difference, you yeah. know, that Murphy doesn't have that 100% Yeah, Michael's not questioning it. Yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? Michael's like, oh, I know redemption and faith and trust is all. I know people have that good inside of them, whereas Murphy's like, I don't know, do they anymore? Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> so, but yeah, anyways. So, yeah. But yeah, they've just gotten back from the police station, and as again, right? He's like, I must have been tired or something, because he's like, the first thing he notices is just that like Mister doesn't come out and greet him. Not the fact that there's like two vampires like on literally on his front porch. He's like, it took me a moment, and then I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, the two vampires advance on Dresden and Susan, and he, Susan warns them to not look at them in the eyes, or to let them lick her. <laughs> what? 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 Sorry, lick, lick me. <laughs> Like, she's all like... Why, hello! <laughs> I know, right? It's like, you can just picture this. She's all like, Harry, what's going on? Like, these just... Like, again, she just sees two people come up, and Harry all of a sudden is like, oh, no, get behind me. And she's like, why? And he's like, they're vampires. Don't let them, like... You know, yeah, don't... And get the whole hypnotic nate. And then she's like, wait, so... Lick? Why would they lick? What? <laughs> you can just see Susan, like, being all like, oh my god, and then just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, just taking you out of that moment for a second and being like... But yeah. Garlic? Yes. Cross? Yes. Uh, Anti-saliva? What? What? Why, why am I? Why are they licking me? 
So the two have a proposition for Dresden, but are s- pretty slow to get to the point. I know. Well, and I like this too, that um, um, when he's first talking about it, uh, Kyle is like, oh, don't worry, we're not here for your blood. And, and his sister Kelly's like, speak for yourself or whatever. And then he's like, sorry, she's on a diet. <laughs> and Susan's like, vampire on a diet? Yeah, make hers a blood light. <laughs> Now's not the time, Harry. <laughs> now is always the time. <laughs> well, if you're Harry, it's always the time. <laughs> oh. Jim Butcher was making like a joke because he's like, "Well, like I've pretty much like pretty much planned for it to be about twenty books before Stormfront even got published." He's like, "But I guess like we're gonna see if my son decides to go into grad school or not." <laughs> <laughs> That's That's jokes, 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 Jim Butcher. Always uh, jokes, always just like Harry. Right? <laughs> well, I was gonna say, yeah. you know, that's where he gets it from. So sorry. Had a fun little note here about the denying her invitation would have grave consequences. Dun, dun, I had dun. I had to write that down. <gasps> Title tie-in, maybe. <laughs> Those never happen. Um, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it does take him a little while of going back and forth because Dresden's just like, I'm fucking, I'm tired. You're vampires, go the fuck away. Uh-huh. Like, no, we're supposed to be here. And he's like, okay, why? And he's like, well, blah 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 blah. And Dresden's like, hey, I'm just gonna like. Make a greasy spot. Like, can you? Okay, 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 fine. This is a, we're just on our way to our doubles match. Uh huh. <laughs> Farmer refuted the song from Hamilton when, like, the, the, I don't know, the Herald is just trying to give a message and Hamilton keeps interrupting him, yeah. whatever, like that. Like, <laughs> exactly. When one of you either let him get the message out or him not deliver the message, but both of you are just dragging this out way more than it needs to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we just get to the point here? Yeah. Right. Which is, I mean, again, it's just something creepy about this little, like, Canon Barbie vampire duo right like they're twins they're blonde they're both in their little like tennis boy and it's got to be dark out because dresden was already at the hospital late got bailed out and the vampires so you know like again it's just something weird right about running around in your tennis whites in the middle of like the night instead of like the middle of the afternoon and stuff like that i'm like you just give that creepy weird like barbie vibe we haven't met them yet but i like there's really like for me like no discernible difference between kyle and kelly and madrigal and other twin vampires yeah maddie yeah maddie and madrigal madeline madeline and madrigal yeah like between kyle and kelly and those two i'm just like like the exact same just like ken and barbie creepy bullshit very yeah i don't know twins always seem to have that advanced like not necessarily telepathy, but unspoken communication and things like that, right? Where some people do wonder if it's, like, telepathy. And, like, lots of them have been known to sort of have, like, their own secret languages or made-up languages or things like that. So I guess, yes, if you're if you're a vampire, you can just take it that next step. And be like, extra we, yeah, they're like, we can really make this, like, weird and creepy and a step out and, like, exclusionary of everyone else. Because, you know, it's like most twins stop dressing alike as they start to grow older and, you know, usually I'd say around adolescence or whatever, they're like, okay, yeah, it was cute when we were little, screw that, we have our own identities, we want to be our own. They don't necessarily dress in identical clothes all the time, right? But as a creepy-ass vampire who's, like, never going to age or whatever and just be, like, in your 20s forever or whatever and just still be, like, (laughs) carbon copies of each other and stuff, I'm like... That reminds me of that king who sent those two twins off to, like, grow up on an island all by themselves with, like, no communication to anyone else. Because he thought it would, like, he thought, like, if they weren't influenced by, like, Latin or French or English or whatever, they would, like, learn the language of gods. And they did come up with a language, but nobody spoke the language of the gods, so nobody could tell if it worked or not. (laughs) (laughs) That's brutal. (laughs) 
dear God. <laughs> uh, being a king like 5,000 years ago, which is fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> maybe. Like, just like, who the fuck cares? Like, what, what are you doing? Just who cares? Throw two twins on a random island. Never let them have any human contact. Let's see what happens. Like, who raised Jeez. them? I don't know. <laughs> Like, you've got to wonder. I mean, somebody had to get them. I read the headline. That's take it. Them to- <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're five. You're old enough to survive on your own. And- I don't know. Servants, like, I don't know, went to the island, dropped off a bunch of food. Weren't allowed to speak to them or something. It's like the Hunger Games. Like, every time it's the like- conch blows, there's food. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, like, mute servants that couldn't teach them how to talk. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Yes. Kyle and Kelly. <laughs> so, yes. So, we finally... Um, figure out that, yes, he's, he's acting as an ordained herald of the court. Because he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, you don't want to, like, piss me off. You don't want to start something because that'd be, like, a mess. And he's like, wait, this is, like, formal. Finds out that it's court business. Court business, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then Kyle's like, uh, yeah. The vampire court, Kyle said, a measured cadence to his words, extends a formal invitation to Harry Dresden Wizard as the local representative of the White Council of Wizards to attend the reception celebrating the elevation of Bianca St. Clair to the rank of Magravine of the vampire court three nights hence reception to begin at midnight the safety of all of course is assured (laughs) by word of the assembly guard Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this whole exchange though is like i love you susan but like she just keeps interrupting what does that mean what's that harry what's going on and i'm just like okay i'm a little bit like that like i'll interrupt conversations like what does that mean what are you talking about what is that like right but at the same time when you're in such a tense situation like Shut the fuck up and go hide behind a bush. Like, stop well, drawing attention was, to yourself. I was just going to say, like, does this speak a little bit to... It could be a couple things. Either a journalist. Interrupt everyone. Okay, well, that. But I was going to say a touch of naivety still on Susan's part that she doesn't fully appreciate the danger of the situation. Or it could speak to just how much faith and trust she has in, in Harry that, you know, she may understand these are scary blood-sucking creatures, but... Harry's not going to let anything. Like, I've seen Harry dispatch monsters like these two are. I mean, she almost kind of says as much a little bit later on, right? So, you know, I'm like, or again, is it just that, like, yeah, being overridden by, like, her journal? Like, I don't really know what's going on, and I'm scared, so I'm just going to fall back and be, like, analyze and take note, you know? What's two chuckle fucks in tennis shoes compared to a demon toad? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right. Well, I was going to say, and that is, I mean, again, that's part of classic vampire lore is they seem so unassuming and so non-threatening right just a couple of young good looking 20 year olds yeah exactly (laughs) right and then Buffy staked Edward I still love the (laughs) t-shirt so yeah it's hard to say whether exactly I'm Mm -hmm. like is she just being a dumbass or I'm gonna vote that she's going into it's rude no matter what though yeah 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 Okay, sorry, what was that? I, I'm going with the, she's going into journalist mode and mm-hmm. trying to get as much facts as she can because this is a new, new experience going, okay, I didn't understand that. What was that part? Okay, what's this? I got to remember this, but I don't understand that. But again, yeah. I would just wait till after. Like, in the middle of a conversation is now not the time. Uh, I know, it depends. I'm not always the most graceful and like... Yeah, I, I, I do interrupt everyone. Social situation. No, I was going to say, <laughs> shut up, I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> social situations but it's like yeah i not that long ago i sat through almost like an entire um like family dinner 
for someone else because I, like, I kind of, I was like, oh, but I didn't want to be like, who's that? Who are they? I figured I'm like, oh, if it's important or I need to know, they'll, like, introduce me and explain, like, what the connection was. And then it wasn't because it was literally, like, like the daughter of the person whose birthday it was and they were there and we came in and it like never introduced them until like three quarters of the way through and I'm like well that would have been nice this is the person you've been talking about like this person is arranging this for her mom and blah 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 and I'm like okay so you're the main person here besides the birthday girl your mom I just assumed it was like some other friend or like further relative or something like that and I'm like seriously but yeah it's like same thing I'm like yeah I interrupted all the wrong parts I'm like sometimes so yeah I think I would be more the other way I'd be like I don't know what's going on I don't know shut up and hide just gonna yeah (laughs) yeah but so this is the first time we get to hear about official business yes what's that mean between court and council Ooh, what's that mean yeah (laughs) and Harry can't just brush it off because Susan's right there so he has to admit to something (laughs) what is a white council so yeah, Dresden takes the invitation from Kyle, but does not allow Kelly to come near as she's not on court duty. That's the right. Smart, smart, smarty mm-hmm. he is. And then tells them to blow and then uses a wind spell to get them to leave. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to be all dramatic and like posy. And he's like, no, I said. <laughs> and then just leaves them standing there with like their hair all <laughs> blown and bugged up. This is a moment though when you see just how like, I don't know. Mm cheap shots that the vampires try to take because it was like right off the bat it's like yes i'm an official court business i can't help you but they're like he 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 but my sister can hurt you because she's just randomly here as well mm-hmm. and harry's like ah uh, no she's not allowed to come near me and like darn foiled again like, <laughs> those darn wizards yeah, like you thought it'd be so easy right off the bat right like ah, <laughs> oh, you know just just giggles will bring along and hey may not even have to go that far it but. just seemed like right off the bat like swipe or no swiping they're like oh man <laughs> <laughs> Better luck next time. <laughs> it just seemed like almost comical just how easy it was <laughs> for Ooh. Harry to just be like, ah, 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 and like, oh man. Yeah. Darn, we thought that was a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe maybe I am like Susan and be like, ah, nothing scary. This guy insults everyone. Like, <laughs> see? <laughs> it's hard to say, right? Like, these vampires are scary. I'm like, ah, swiper, no swiping. Harry's like, be careful, the vampires. And then is yeah, just basically sits there and, like, insults them and puts Wakes them down. I'm like, it doesn't really make them seem very intimidating. Like, <laughs> Way to make friends. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't need those kinds of friends. Well, uh, even when he, like, before he does... You know, blow off and wind spell. spell. Even before then, he has has even like an official ending where he's like, "Business here is now done." You like, I don't know, business is commenced or I don't know what the fuck. Concluded. Concluded. Business here is complete. Right. Like even then, like there's a little bit of like a formal. Even when he's insulting them, he's like, "But business and like old laws and blow and also fuck you, bye." Yeah. Yeah. It was like that was. I've done my due diligence now. Fuck you. Your business here is complete. Blow. <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. that's that dividing line right there. Your business is complete. No fuck off, loser. Yeah. yeah. So they go to enter the house when Mister comes barreling to greet them. All thirty pounds of cat. Mm. Asshole guard cat. <laughs> Where the hell were you? He's like, I wasn't there. I told you. <laughs> so I did a little bit of research on the weight of wild cats, and a lynx fits the bill for thirty pounds. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's one of the. Yeah, he said like I figured a lynx or a bobcat or something and yeah Yeah. bigger than a house cat but they're not like cougar sized (laughs) 
So, and, and it would potentially work with the bob. I mean, Harry does say in the beginning that, like, he figures he lost his tail to, like, a car or a dog or something like that. But lynxes do also have... Stubby no, lynxes... No, it's the bobcats? Yeah, bobcats have stubby little. And lynxes actually do have They've a long tail, don't they? So, yeah, never mind. Retraction. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking that for a second. I'm like, no, the bobcats have a little bobtail. <laughs> like, my first cat was a big cat, but she was just overweight. Mm. She wasn't meant to be that <laughs> 20 pounds. Jessica was just telling me about her encounter with a Mr. Like home cat. Yes. Oh, yeah. He did try to bowl me over. But I'm <laughs> significantly smaller than 6'6". Six, 6'9". Six. <laughs> six, oh, whoa, sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to forget about your three inches, Harry Dresden. <laughs> Man, hey, those three, three inches, inches can make a difference. <laughs> measured him harry ne- or a woman ne- <laughs> <laughs> who said six nine <laughs> D. and that's not going to go in the bonus reel that's just going to be kept <laughs> <laughs> we know we all know we all know we all know um, so then Susan asks if we can walk. <laughs> <laughs> Susan, we were just speaking about you. Uh. <laughs> um, Mr. Yes. Um, yes, Harry oh, yeah. uses some wind spells. He's already pretty tired. Drapes his apparent 6'9 form over Susan and gets dragged inside. <laughs> yeah, she she very, again, to soothe his ego, right? It's like, she basically, she, like, goes to, like, hold him up, and she, like, does it in such a way that it, she, it seems like she's coming in for protection. <laughs> Not, like, here, let me hold your arm up. <laughs> but, yeah, they get in, and, yeah, basically, then she's like, so, the vampires are throwing a party. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Susan helps Dresden put uh, and puts away the staff and the blasting rod next to his sword cane. I was wondering, has this been mentioned before, his sword cane? It has. I couldn't remember, and it was like, that's so awesome, and I just... I want one. I believe the only time that I can recall it being mentioned is the first time he went to go visit Bianca. He took the sword right. cane with him, and that was one of the things that ended up being confiscated. Right. So. Yeah, it's like, I can't go in with, like, my rod and staff, because those are obvious, but he tried to slip in the sword cane, but they were still like, yeah, no, you can... It's kind of like going to a convention. They're like, no, it could still be used as a weapon, even if it's not, like... Even if it is a walking stick. Even if it is <laughs> I'm still so mad about that. Well, I could be wrong, too, but I feel like we hear about it later on in the series as well, right? Oh, yeah, it does come yeah, back. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. It's just at this just point. At this point. Okay. The only time it's, is, yeah, so we, we did see it yeah, okay. in Stormfront. Stormfront. He never, yeah. I don't think he ever really used it, and then it didn't really make an appearance in Full Moon. So, yes. Um, not an inherited silver sword. <laughs> Apparently not. But still really fucking cool. But still super cool. <laughs> I was like, my dad had a walking stick, and it was kind of cool because it had just kind of like the brass knob on top. And it's like, if you unscrewed, like, I believe it was like the top part of the knob, it did have like a little compass set in it. Neat. And then if you unscrewed like the whole knob, and it had, because I mean, it was just like a typical kind of cane walking, it wasn't very big, but it had like a little, a little like test tube flask on like a little spring. So you unscrewed it a little. So you couldn't take a lot, but you could take like a test tube. Excuse me while I drink from my cane. <laughs> it was so cool too, because it had like a little cork stopper in it and everything was just a little glass tube. And it, just, it was, it was like 
it's just slightly spring loaded, so it's like it a, came up just like a, a ring poison. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the the male version. Either way, either way, it was like it was. I just always, cool. as a kid, I always thought that was just like so cool. And yeah. Sadly, I don't remember my dad ever keeping anything in it. But well, might even buy it. I don't. I think it was a gift. Susan tends to the fire and reads the invitation. She decides she wants to accompany Dresden to the ball because she wants to get interviews with real-life vampires. <laughs> you've been watching too many Hollywood films. She's <laughs> Susan. You've been reading too much of the bestsellers list. Bestseller, that's what it is. Sorry, In yes. the real world, the vampire eats you before you get to hit the record button. <laughs> yeah. So those of you who did not catch that reference, it is Interview with Vampire by Anne Rice. <laughs> right, which I never did read those series, but I do sort of remember about them, and I do remember the movies. Oh, I love those series. Kind of those are yeah. my favorite ones, too. Yes, I did. Beyond the Dresden Files, of course. Of course. <laughs> I mean, back then, because they came out long before Dresden Files, yeah. so, you know. That was my childhood reading. Was. <laughs> yeah, and see, I, w- I think, because they're not as fun and sarcastic as Dresden. Oh, no. They're much more, and I wasn't they're really serious. into Yeah, I wasn't as much into the horrorness of it the same way, especially not in, like, high school kind of a thing, which is why I think I don't think I ever, I might not have a big deal with reading them now or whatever, but I prefer my fantasy and stuff with a lot more yeah. snark, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like how she's all impressed. Like the like, it's literally like an engraved invitation. Like we still toss that phrase around, but I don't think. But it's actually, you know, like like gilded in like true gold and like on like super fancy cardstock and everything. And Susan's like, I don't even think they made invitations like this anymore. Right. It's like, yeah, vampires are like, you know, always a ways back there, kind of a thing, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she starts getting all all excited, and he's like, "Yeah, hang on, Central." <laughs> he's like, "No, no, no." And then I love it too because he's like, first of all, I'm not going." He's like, second of all, if I was, I wouldn't take you." And she's like, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> he's like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! I didn't mean like that." <laughs> Foot in mouth. Whoops. <laughs> Justin's like, "Can I just fucking go to sleep, man?" Like, I had some like big battle with a fucking ghost that for like half a second we thought was like quick simple and then no we ended up having to fucking drag our asses over to the never never so not only did we have to deal with her then we had to deal with my godmother then we come back then we get arrested then i get bailed out then i get yelled at by charity then i get home and there's vampires and now you're bugging me and like just it's just like fucking the stages and like <laughs> <Poor guy. laughs> he's just like i'm so tired and so done and so like uh so and then yeah she's all like well kyle said you like safety was guaranteed and he's like yeah letter of the law only he's (laughs) like they could you know poison me with some bad food or like yeah random drive-by shooting and oops i'm the only like living human mortal there (laughs) not to mention that bianca's got a a vendetta against him and well yeah exactly right like that does that so he's like yeah they say i'll be safe but chances are he's like nothing about this scenario looks good for me like i just think it's a whole big setup and if there's a loophole they will use it yeah absolutely and they're probably counting on it you know i'm like yeah i'm sure she's having this whole um elevation ceremony and she's you know what i mean she's like but it's just like perfect opportunity for her also to get me with her home court advantage and surrounded by a bunch of other fucking vampires and you know so like it's pretty much guaranteed that there will make a loophole and take advantage of it, you know, and so well, yeah. It really was a nice, quick intro to Susan to be like, 
this is how, like, I mean, yeah, the vampires literally, like, very first second of meeting him instantly tried something, right? So it's, like, very quick, like, no CC, Susan? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those were right bathrooms. off the bat. First See how she had, him? like, that back up there? Yeah, exactly. How he carefully did not include Kelly when he said, I'm here as an ambassador. It wasn't we, <laughs> you know? So it was, like, yeah, exactly, right? Like, shifty, shifty. Shifty, shifty. So Susan asks about the White Council. I like the description that, that he gives. The White Council is a group of powerful men and women in the world, Susan. Wizards. Their big secret, their big currency is in secrets, and they don't like people knowing about them. Mm-hmm. Makes them sound more like the FBI. CIA. We don't really exist. We're not doing anything. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of get, like, again, I get... I get from Susan's perspective, like, considering that she is specifically, like, a supernatural reporter, how her eyes just, like, light up. And But I'm like, I again, I'm just like, Susan, you're really not... Because he mentions the loop guru. Because, yeah, because she's all like, oh, whatever, they didn't look so bad, you could have taken them on. He's like, that's not... Like, looks aren't everything. You know, like, don't judge a book, Susan. And she's like, whatever, you took on that, like, a werewolf. And he's like, a loop guru and stuff like that. I'm like, you're not... Like, did that not really impress on you? Like, anything? Like, yeah, okay, I get that, that, at face value, these guys didn't look like much, just standing there, like Ken and Barbie. But you're just like, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go in and want to talk to them, I want to be there, I want to, like, surround my, you know, like, she's not getting any of this, and I'm like, were you not, like, fucking scared shitless last year when this was all going on like you had some semi-close encounters here and you weren't again you weren't the one directly involved in that battle you were still just filming like murphy and dresden and stuff like that and that shit was and she's all like oh i did more for my career than anything and i'm like yeah i get that that's awesome but it just it bugged me a little bit here like you know how much she's like doesn't seem to understand why Dresden won't let her go and like why it's like such a big deal and I'm like well it's even that conversation we've had with Murphy before know too some of this yeah but Murphy is the difference even a little bit where I think where Murphy's job is dangerous right like she does take on criminals and thugs and and you know assholes that are bigger and stronger and meaner than her and stuff like that like at least she has she doesn't know exactly like yeah say the difference between you know uh uh super drugged out you know muscle man or whatever and like a werewolf but at least murphy has like some training and understanding whereas susan doesn't even have that much yeah. but my point is is that both women are both just like tell me what's going on like why won't you, why can't i know about this and harry's like i'm not allowed to tell you shit and they're both like ah it's fine like well okay I get, but this is even different because this is she knows like this is not even like i'm not even talking about like the white council and the court and going into the politics of it that way she's literally like i want to go to this vampire party and he's like it's really not a good idea and she's like pissed at him that he like doesn't yeah. think it's a good idea to take her and i'm just like but you've seen some of this like you are a supernatural reporter so again you presumably believed this before murphy did murphy only did when she got and i don't know maybe susan only believed when she got faced with it maybe she started out as a regular so reporter, just a little bit more know, but willing to accept it but yeah, yeah and we you don't know her now, background either yeah but i mean presumably if you've been writing shit like this for the arcane You've had, I mean, again, in I believe. the first introduction, she was at the, he, he, he mentions how did the exorcism down in Branson go, right? Where he was like, there wasn't really a ghost problem. It was just like a country star that needed to lay off like the drugs and booze and get some sleep or whatever, right? But so Susan presumably has had some experiences with, you know, ghosts or seances or the, you know, whatever. 
right? So I'm like, yeah, maybe nothing as dire and as dangerous as she's now experienced in the last couple of years. With, But I mean, again, like the demon toad wasn't very big. That thing was only like three or four feet tall. And it did a lot of scary damage and was like super fu- it fucking flipped her car out. See, I, okay, normally I would be on your side of the argument and being like, shut up, Susan Plow. But as you go more, more into this chapter, and she's like, like, I am fully on, like, Susan's side when it's like, you're just a little bit angry at someone, and then they tell you no again, and you're like, motherfucker, do something for me. Because as she says, she's like, you blow me off all the time, you stand me up all the time, I put up with it time and time again. This is the one thing I'm asking from you, and you say no. And we get, obviously, it's unreasonable thing. Yeah. But there's also a certain point where you're like, motherfucker, this is for my job now. And she's been very much like... My job is different than our relationship, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. this is kind of right on the edge of, like, I keep letting you blow off our relationship for your job, and now you won't let yeah. my job, and right? I, like, yeah, I do. I get a bit of that, and you're right. Maybe he could, I would take that more in a little bit, yeah, like, fine, give her some of the background information. Which, again, which I again, get why this is way too dangerous for Harry, and he has to say no, but I also get Susan being like, motherfucker, I, just yeah. take me to this vampire party. I was going to yeah. say from that point, and again, you know, like, Susan, obviously, she hasn't seen him. She's seen him get, you know, beat up, but she hasn't seen him lose yet yeah. either. So, you know, I mean, I suppose, again, it's fair kind of hearkening back to what we were saying about when they were just talking to them that, you know, why she wasn't more freaked out is she, again, maybe has a lot more trust and faith in Dresden's ability to look after them and keep them safe than Dresden necessary, you know? That's a fair point to bring up, though, because as you see in the series, I mean, for a while, book after book after book, you do kind of just have, like, win, win, win for Harry, and everyone's just like, holy shit, holy shit. And, like, as the series goes and as Chicago grows with Harry, yeah, like, I mean, again, we're still really early in it, but you kind of see as the city is, like, all sort sort of gets this, like, respect for Harry or understanding or knowledge of him where he's not just some random idiot. Like There's actually he, a sheriff he, he, he in town. He becomes a name, you know, almost. Yeah. But, which makes it all the more poignant when people do start to finally see him lose and you're like, oh shit, like, wait a second. So it is, yeah, interesting, you know, it's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Susan hasn't seen him lose yet and it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. There's always that disappointment coming, but <laughs> until then, he seems like this almighty powerful. That here, yeah, exactly, right? Like, he bested the toad yeah. demon and kept him away. He bested <laughs> fucking the street wolves. Oh, and this one thing the for us FBI, to, like, and then this fucking loop grew, right? read about so. his fears and see him getting beaten up in an alley. Yeah. And even to hear him talking about, like, yeah. his superiors, right? Though we know that they exist. But yeah, as far as Susan goes, she's like, there is no one superior to you. You are all that exists. It's like, oh, well, yeah, yeah. she's that's can't the wait only, to disappoint you. <laughs> exactly. The only wizard she knows and the only one she's seen up close and personal actually doing anything wizardly and stuff. It's like you like don't that, want your right? girlfriend so. to come to your real job because it's like you told her that you're like, I'm basically the manager. I run that place. And she shows up and you're just a dishwasher. <laughs> like, I do everything there, but don't don't like actually come and witness me. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> boy there. Yeah. No. I think that to a certain extent, Susan is really banking on that, um, the promise of that, that everyone's safety And she is. does, mm-hmm. yeah. She is putting a lot of faith in that, too, yeah. I think. Which is, yeah, which is, yeah, one more thing of just the naivety of the world. It's yeah. Like, it's, again, like, that, like, whole, like, fey double talk as well. It's like, yes. listen, like, it, like, the genie thing, like, just because they say it doesn't mean that's what it is, you know, like. Yeah, yeah there's, a, and, and that is fair, because she does specifically, she's like, but they took, because, yeah, he says, um, the safety of the guests is assured. So she takes that to me, especially because I guess it makes fair too, because they did go into the whole form. Like Harry's all like, fuck off, get out of here. I don't want what you're selling until he's like, no, I'm here on like an official thing. And then Harry is like, oh, this is official. Okay. So then Susan's like, obviously the weight of that, you know, the, 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 your word carries some weight in, right? So it's like Harry is just kind of like, oh yeah, we have to take stock. There's like weight in that. And then she's like, well, doesn't that guarantee? And he's like, yeah, no, it means nothing. <laughs> it's like, well, does it 
mean something or does it not mean something? Right. And it's like you don't understand sort of the minutia and the, the you know, but yeah. Exactly. So you're right. She's putting, I think, probably a lot of, of faith in that. And he's like, yeah, no, they're fucking snakes. Don't don't believe a word of it. <laughs> so then he's like, yeah. And then he's like, okay, this is kind of good. She's kind of getting distracted by the council, but kind of not good because I don't really want her to know a lot about this either. Like, we're all the vampires. And I love that bit, too. She's like, so this is basically like a governing body, like the court. And he's like, he's like, oh, it's exactly what it's like. <laughs> shit, shit, um, shit, shit. No, it's nothing like that, Susan. <laughs> it's like, she's like, and I love it, too, because it's like instant. She's like, you're such a liar. She's like, I can tell you're lying. Like, look up. He's like, okay, yeah, but let's just, and then he's like, I'll just distract you with something else. But I love, she's like, so are you like an ambassador? And he's like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like barely tolerated. I'm like, you know, the, the cousin at Thanksgiving or something. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. But she plays it like, Susan does play it well, right? Because she's like, are you entitled? And he's like, well, I kind of have to. Like, I'm obligated because I'm the only one around here. And then she's like, so you have to go. And he's like, fuck, no. <laughs> But he's sort of good too because he's like, yeah. He's she like, really does try. Uh-huh. She really does. Yeah, she kind of works him pretty well there. He's like, oh, thanks for getting off, and she still manages to like bring him back and like use his own words against him. And he's like, motherfuck. Um, she's good. She's good. She's good. good. And 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 you know, all fairness, Jasmine has said that from the start too that she's is good at her job and and does well and stuff like that. So yeah, so it's kind of funny because he's like, yeah, I'd rather take like getting shit for not going from the council than get eaten because I went. <laughs> and then so, that, um, to, to stop the conversation, he basically just kisses her. Yeah, he's yeah. basically like, I'm gonna just, right. just going to maybe pass out a little bit and then kiss you. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, because he tries to stand up and almost wobbles so she comes in. Yeah, exactly, right? It's the whole like, like, okay, I couldn't distract you and get you off of this being like, it's dangerous and scary. And then... So let me seduce you instead. Yeah, it's like, I I tried to distract you with, like, some other vague information, but you weren't happy with, like, vague information, so, uh, 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 I know, sex. (laughs) Always a plan C. When all else fails. Yeah. Although she stops halfway through to be like, this won't work. Yeah. (laughs) And then we fade to black. It's like, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But it's like the guy go-to kind of, like, you know, like, um, how much should I spend on that motorcycle? Uh, uh, uh. Oh, man, babe, won't you look super sexy riding behind it? Can't you just imagine us, like, (laughs) it's like. Pay no attention to distract the car parks and in the deflect, rush. Distract and deflect, you know. So, but yes, it does. And I do, yeah, Susan does say, yeah. Okay, I know what you're doing, but it's okay. Because we were supposed to have a date tonight. And she, she already talked about being in her, like, her little skirt and dress, you know. And, and when she has to go and, like, light all the candles, she's like, you just want to see me walk around in this. And so, yeah. So, in all fairness. So, yeah. Fade to black. But, yeah. Um, then he's like, oh, yeah. So, the entire day wasn't a living hell. But turns out hell gets up awful early in the morning. <laughs> Which is exactly why it's so hell. I hope you had a good sleep, Harry. That's the last time in this book. Because <laughs> <laughs> at least you just get a few hours here. But yeah. This concludes our episode 8.4, Interview with a Vampire. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and machinalies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing. And please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Conjure by it at your own risk.